Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Yep, we're on. Are we, are we recording? We are recording. So we're in the studio of Natalie Jill. Natalie Jill Fit. Um, hey guys, it's Danny J. And um, I'm so excited because I came down to, I don't, this isn't really San Diego, but kind of North it's, San Diego it's County. It's San Diego. It's okay. just, it's got its own little name and area, but it's still San Diego. Yeah, so we're in San Diego and I'm in her beautiful uh, studio. And we always, everywhere we record, we call it our studio, even though it's like usually a bedroom or a bathroom. <laughs> We're like, we're in the studio, but this is actually a studio. So I'm so excited because we actually just did an, well, an aging podcast. We Mm -hmm. talked a lot about aging and kind of issues. So I'm excited to chat it up with you because you just published a book last month or yeah, Yeah. a month month and a half, a month ago called Aging in Reverse. Yes. Which is so cool. I love the idea of it because, um... I, you know, Jill and I got dumped out into the uh, single life in our, after 35. And I know you understand the struggle as well, being single in your thirties in Southern California. And so we just like these issues around aging started coming up. So I want to know like a little bit about this, like a little bit about your background first off, because people may not know if you guys don't know, follow Natalie Jill Fit on uh, Instagram, but give us a little bit of your background and then we'll get into the yeah. big stuff. So my background is, I, I always say I'm just like everybody else. You know, I'm, I, I didn't set out to be an expert in aging or fat loss or nutrition, none yeah. of that. In fact, for years I did what I was supposed to do. I went to, went to college got the corporate job. I did all the things yeah. I was supposed to do. Yeah. And my life I thought was working. I thought everything was going great until about 2007, 2008, when the stock market, the housing market, everything fell apart. And that happened to everybody in the United States, especially. But um, what was going on with me is I was also about to have my first uh, baby mm-hmm. and I found myself going through a divorce and I had gained a ton of weight. And when I say a ton of weight, like a ton of weight. I'm five foot two and I had been depressed the whole time I was pregnant, mm-hmm. whether it was hormones or just my marriage falling apart, whatever it was, I gained a lot of weight. And I found myself for the first time in my life really stuck on who am I? Because I had lived this sort of fake life yeah. and I didn't know who I was and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it because everyone thought I had it all perfect and going on. And that's the way I was, that was the image I was keeping up. And, um, I was forced into this place of surrender, which is so funny because that word now today means a lot more to me, but I was forced then into this place of surrender. Like you can't fake it anymore. Things are really a mess. What are you going to do about it? And I decided in my rock bottom spot that I was going to take back my health and take control of whatever I could take control of. And it was in those moments, uh, in those, that place of defeat and Mm -hmm. having to surrender that I started sharing my journey. And what I didn't know then that I know now is being real and vulnerable and sharing what I was walking through and sharing that created an interesting audience of people that wanted to learn more, wanted to learn from me. And that was the beginning of Natalie Jill Fitness. And that was like, you were sharing on social media then at the point? I was sharing to my hundred Facebook friends initially. <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. A, I didn't know enough about social media. I knew, yeah. I knew what Facebook was. I had a hundred high school friends on there and I remember sharing and saying, um, you know, 
this is what I'm going through. And if you guys want to follow along and see what I'm doing to get my health back, uh, follow along. And I shared recipes. I shared what I was doing and people loved it. And my audience started growing from there. It's really interesting because it's almost like today, authenticity and vulnerability is, is almost like this catchphrase and trendy, but it's, it's, what I think a lot of the people who are really successful in social media today started doing, you know, a decade ago. Yeah. And that's what made people connect and feel like they understood and like they got you, right? Or yeah. Or they feel like she gets me or like if she's doing it, I can do it. Like being as real as possible yeah. versus being fake and maybe like your life before. It's like you were pretending totally. everything was fine. And the thing is we all, I, I get what you're saying. It's like a trendy thing. Yeah. Be authentic, be vulnerable, but it's, it can be fake too. Like people can fake that. And if they're wondering why their stuff is not working because they're trying to be authentic and vulnerable, that's the point. Like if you're trying to be authentic and vulnerable, that's not what that is. When you, when you're sharing what you're scared to share, yeah. when you want to throw up before you share it, that's, that's being that. And if I look back on my business and I would tell any entrepreneur this, if I look back on my business on what's worked and what's not worked, it's worked when I've been walking the walk and sharing what's really going on. And because you don't have to have all the answers, yeah. but you share what you're going through and what you're figuring out and people love that. It's not a game. It's real. Yep. Yep. No, I think you're right. I think there's this new thing where it, I don't want to say it's trendy, but it is like the, the topic. Right. And then people do try to like almost fake authenticity, which is just opposite of what it's like. They just show themselves crying. Like I'm just going to cry. And that's, that's not what it is. And saying, Oh, I'm about to share a vulnerable post. Like, like even saying it like that is not, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, maybe we've done that on accident or whatever, but when when you do that, that's not really the point, but saying, Hey, I'm walking through this right now and mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers. And, and this is what I'm learning. Yep. People appreciate that. And that's the scary stuff. Yeah. So your journey started really was like a health and wellness or health and fitness journey. Yeah. So I always had an interest in nutrition and fitness. Like mm-hmm. that was always my interest my whole life. And then when I was having to walk through it myself and figure it out, I got really deep into it and I became a licensed master sports nutritionist. I got certified for my own knowledge, yep. but because of that, I always, I'm, I'm like that typical ADD personality where if I'm interested in something, I will learn it and I will thrive and I'll master it. Yep. If I'm not interested, forget about it. I'm like, I, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, you know? totally. So I went deep in it, almost OCD with it. Like I learned everything I could and I started sharing it. And not only was it working for me, it was working for others. And my very first product ever was called Seven Day Jumpstart. And I wrote it in a weekend, just summarizing exactly what I had done. And I shared it. And people loved it and they would, they would do it and they would lose weight and they would feel great. And they would message me and say, Oh my gosh, Natalie, your seven day jumpstart. It's amazing. And I'd say, Oh, I'm so happy for you. Can I, can I share this? It'll motivate others. And I really had no agenda. I just was sharing what I was excited for them Uh and I would share it and say, who is next? And that phrase I even see on social media now, it's so funny, but I, I always did that. It was like my thing. I'd share the, the testimonial story and say, who is next? And it started growing like wildfire. Yeah. And that launched my whole business, that program. That's so crazy and really, really cool. It's so funny. A lot of the things that work or that go viral or kind of take off aren't the things you necessarily yeah. were trying to make happen. No. And I think it's interesting with a lot of new entrepreneurs, they're creating stuff and they're trying so hard to create that thing. And it's oftentimes the thing you're, you're not, you're just like, you're doing it totally. out of passion and help. And that's what takes off. Totally. I had no idea it was going to turn into money. In fact, it, it was $35 for the ebook yeah. when I first launched it. And that product alone turned into several million dollars. It was unbelievable. So I had no what, idea. What were you doing for work at that time? Were you a trainer? So no, I was still in corporate America mm-hmm. and I knew in my rock bottom spot that I, I had to, I was lucky. I was really fortunate that I had a job. Mm-hmm. I, I did have a job during all this rock bottom. It didn't yeah. matter because I was still completely backwards in the finances yeah. and everything else was going wrong. 
but my job required me to travel full time and I was now a new single mom. So I had to make a decision there and I took a voluntary demotion and I became a sales manager, which that would be a dream job to a lot of people. It wasn't a dream job to me. Mm -hmm. It was a big demotion to me and I hated every minute of it. So from the second I took that role on, I was even more unhappy and I started focusing more on what I cared about nutrition and fitness wise than what I cared about with that. And it didn't take too long for my company to notice. And I, I'm still friends with my boss uh -huh. at the time till this day. But he uh, reached out to me and as I was transitioning and I'm looking for anything fitness I can do, I remember I had um, a couple fitness gigs. Like I did a few fitness modeling jobs yeah. once I got fit again. And I remember him calling me and saying, hey, I was in Costco and I saw you like on a box. <laughs> Are you? And he was a fan of mine. Right, he, right. He's like, hey, I just got to ask you, like the first time in your life you're not making quota, like your team is not making quota. Oh, like shoot. I was always like the rock star salesperson. Yeah. He said, I just got to ask, like do you want to go into fitness or do you want to do this? Like, I'm going to support you either way, but like you got to make a decision here. Yeah. Like you're not paying attention clearly to our interesting dental implants here. Yeah. Cause I was so not interested anymore. So he was awesome. And I, I just told him the truth. I'm like, I'm not interested anymore. Let's find an exit plan. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was fired. It was more a discussion and a decision. And I just said, I, I got to walk into what I'm not, I'm scared to do because this isn't what it is anymore. Yeah. That's probably a blessing. That's kind of a cool boss. I'm, I was so grateful for him. Yeah. He's awesome. I know so many entrepreneurs we talk to are in that place of they're not happy in their job anymore. They're making money on the side stuff. They want to be full time, yeah. but they're scared to make the transition or they're scared to let somebody down. And sometimes you almost need that person to be like, yo, you haven't even been giving your all. So we noticed. No, he caught it. It wasn't the normal Natalie. It was yeah. like they, they know I'm like, when yeah. I'm into it, I was workaholic yeah. and I was, I was maybe giving it five hours a week at this point. Yeah, totally have been there. So you did the fitness stuff. You, I mean, you're still in that, but how, so you just, um, put out this book, publish this book, aging in reverse. Yeah. So what happened was, um, fitness and nutrition was always an interest of mine mm -hmm. and I got good at it, but I'm not, it doesn't light me up like it did then, you know, yeah. like I, I, I almost started to feel like I'm doing a disservice to people when they're like, how do I get a six pack? How do I lose it? Like there's so much more than just like eat this and yeah. do these moves. So it started feeling really phony to me and I, I can, I put out amazing workouts and I put out awesome fat loss programs and diets and nutrition and I, and I'm good at it, yeah. but it started feeling inauthentic where there's so much more than that. So I started transitioning my programs into more fat loss in general. Mm -hmm. And when people would do my programs, what they loved about it was I focused so heavily on mindset. They never would come to me for mindset, but they'd always say, I loved your program because you changed my mindset. And I really felt passionate there. But what started happening is there was this big, big disconnect here on marketing, uh, I didn't want to market fitness and exercise. I wanted to market mindset and that doesn't work in yep. business. So, yep. so I was starting, started getting lost there. And the next thing you know, you know, I'm 47 now and I'm thinking, okay, what got me into fitness is not who I am right now. Like I, I was the broke overweight mom trying to figure out how to work out from home. And I was sharing that that's yes, that's still me, but it's not me anymore. Exactly, like right? I'm walking through different things now. Like I'm, I'm more than that. And I was like, what am and I started noticing the thing that I'm researching and battling the most right now is the aging epidemic, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. it, and not just the way we look, yeah. but how we feel and what our friends say. Like when I text you, Danny, and I'm like, oh, getting old sucks. And you go, you're right. It sucks. Like <laughs> right, we do right. that. And yeah. I, and I started really walking into that going, I don't, I don't like this. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want that for my fifties. I don't want that negative attitude. So I, I had been thinking about this for a while and, but I was scared again to bring it to my audience. And when we mentioned earlier about being vulnerable, um, 
that was one of the things that I didn't want to talk to my audience about. Mm-hmm. I was like, and mm-hmm. I didn't know why. And when I really looked at it, it's like, okay, that's what I need to talk to them about. Because if I'm walking through this, they're walking through it too. Yeah. So I started diving in gently there. And I, the response I was getting was, was incredible. I love that you're talking about it because it's something that's been coming up for us. And just yeah. even, you know, I think we have this society now that I think is what's really positive is like the body positivity movement and people accepting yeah. um, like all shapes and sizes. But I feel like aging is still one of those things where yeah. like you don't see older models in a lot of magazines. Right. You don't see people with gray hair or wrinkles. And, and I'm getting to the place where I'm like, okay, I started to see lines a couple of years ago and I'm starting to feel like mm-hmm. we were saying like your face starts melting. It's like yes, things are it just sagging and your skin is like crepey. And suddenly you're like, I don't want I, I want to be body positive. I want to be like, yes, I'm going to go into my aging, like yeah. really excited, but I'm like, I'm fucking not, no, um, and you know, was- and I've been doing Botox for a long time. And that was another thing too, is I think a lot yeah. of people are doing these things and they're not talking about it. Yes. So we're like, okay, sure. We do Botox. And that doesn't mean that I don't think I'm beautiful. That doesn't mean yeah. that. And so it's like, how do you, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a lot I can talk about yeah. on here, but let me start with when I talk about aging in reverse, yes, part of that is physical, mm-hmm. but there's a whole nother side of it. Just like anything, just mm-hmm. like fat loss, just like finances, just like relationships, a lot of it that is mindset. And let me explain what I mean there. So I kill something I call fat, false assumed truths, fat. So when people say, what do you do? I say, I kill fat for a living. Uh-huh. No, yes, we automatically think of the fat on our body, but it's really bigger than that. It's cutting the fat, which is false assumed truths. And that's these beliefs that we form around aging or anything mm-hmm. else. So, so we start thinking when you're 50, your life is over. Like that thought, yeah. that's a false assumed truth or your ho- hormones change or your metabolism breaks down or your skin gets crepey or you need this. All of those are false assumed truths. And the reason they're false assumed truths is because they're not factual. There's Mm. people that that happens to, but it doesn't mean it's happening to you. So that's the first thing. And the second we start believing and enrolling others, and that's what happens to you, it's like you give up. So when we're out at dinner and we're all going, oh, getting old sucks and my hormones and my metabolism and this and that, we're not likely to eat the healthier food. We're now giving up and eating the pizza or the cheese fries or the beer. That's what happens. It's real. But when you're saying... When you're around a bunch of women going, well, that's not been my experience. Like I'm feeling great. That changes your whole mindset. And what I started noticing is I had, I started noticing that I found myself wanting to hang out more with my friends that were in their thirties. Mm-hmm. And I figured out why, because they don't talk about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. just felt like a different energy. And it's like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, all these girls I want to hang out with are in their thirties because they're actually having fun. Yeah. They're not talking about all this stuff. Yep. And it started feeling like a Debbie Downer day talking about the stuff. So what I, hit me was, okay, I get to change that. Yeah. Like, why am I waiting to find the person to change me? I'm going to enroll them on why that doesn't have to be that way. And the more I started thinking that way, the more I noticed people shocked by my age, they'd say like, you're 47. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, yeah, what's 47 supposed to look sure. like? Like, why isn't this 47? Yeah. I feel great. Yeah. So that doesn't mean I don't have wrinkles or I don't have my, that doesn't matter. I'm just not focused on that. Yeah. And I'm focusing on how I can thrive. And there's always evidence of people doing what it is that you want. We just have to look for that. Just like weight loss. Yep. I, I dealt with the same thing with people. They'd say, well, my genetics or yep. my family or my big bones. And I'd be like, well, that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's so true. When you were saying that, I remember growing up and my parents, my parents to this day, they're not even that old. Yeah. Um, they're just like getting old sucks. You know, you start to ache <laughs> and th- they have created that for themselves because my mom just turned 60 and I know some 60 year old men and women that are like in amazing yeah. shape, like even better than young, even better than 20 year olds that I know. And it was this idea that I had for a long time that I'm going to get old. I'm going to 
basically mm-hmm. you gain weight when you get old, you, all of that stuff happens. And I like that you're like, why, why do we have to yeah. subscribe to that? No. And why, and whether you choose to have a facelift and Botox and whatever, that's personal. I'm mm-hmm. not saying people need to do it or not, but we need to stop the judgment around it. Yeah. Like if somebody wants to grow old and be gray and let everything go the way they naturally awesome for them. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to fight it physically that we shouldn't be judging that yeah. no different than choosing to wear makeup or not wear makeup or yeah. like, it doesn't matter that that's, that is a choice. And I'm all for what everyone um, wants to choose. It's not about me convincing to go one or the other. Yeah. Like it's, but it's about why do we have that judgment? Why can't we still be confident? Why can't everything still be possible? Why can't we still be finding our purpose, starting a business, starting a new relationship? Do you have a whole life to live? And just making that decision has changed my entire energy yeah. and focus and it's contagious. It works on others. So for me, I'm not letting fat loss and nutrition go. I think it's it's important, but I am taking on this aging because I believe 47 is just getting started. I yeah. don't believe it's a doomsday end and I don't have any desire to start slowing down or thinking the opposite. Yeah. It's so interesting too. Um, I don't know if you, if you feel this way, but when you look at pictures in your thirties, do you feel like you look younger now? I think I look younger now and people tell me I do. And I, and I'll tell you, I didn't two years ago. And the reason I didn't two years ago is I was really caught up on the fact that I was aging. Yep. And as soon as I like embrace that a lot of this is my own decision and the actions I'm taking, like if I think I'm old and now I'm not playing or I'm not doing the things that I did when I was younger, well, that is aging me. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you look younger and it's funny. I see some of my old photos in my twenties and I feel younger today. Mm-hmm. And I think it is the mindset, which yes. I haven't even considered until yeah. like looking at your book and stuff, but it, there is such a big piece of just believing yes. like, no, and I'm not saying it's believing and then it's woo woo. Like you, sure. you definitely, but, but think about what I'm saying here. If you think you're doomed and it's over, you are way less likely to be on point with your diet yeah. because you're, you know, or move your body or look for alternative medicine or whatever it is, because you think what's the point. It's so true. It's so true. I diet too. Obviously yes. I was a trainer and that's a big thing. It's like, if you think it doesn't matter Or if you think you're just going to gain weight, no matter what you look at, you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to just do it. It's such a, it's such a big deal. And then the other thing is then embracing what you want for your, like there's things dietary, you can really change your skin dramatically. Mm -hmm. And then if you want some help from your doctor, I don't go for it. (laughs) I'm not opposed to that at all. Like, I just think that that's, that's just, we've created such a judgment. But what I will caution women about is just going under the knife or going and getting injections without working on this mindset piece, you're going to be chasing down a really slippery slope. Yeah. So I think it's critical, just like I would tell you with weight loss or finances, you have to fix the inside and what you're believing that is critical first. Yeah. That's really huge. I think it, when it comes to, it's so funny. I've been seeing these themes in my life with started with the food. When I was working with people with food issues, it's like, it's never about the food. It's Mm -hmm. always like the psychology behind it. Then money, debt stuff. It's never about the money. And now this piece, I didn't think it would be similar, but it's, it's not really about the aging either. It's It's like, not really about it. yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I, my line that I tell everyone now is you are not too old and it is not too late. And I, mm. and I really do believe that. But the second you believe that you, you're doomed. Now I, I think of friends all the time that I've met, um, throughout the years that are a lot older than me and how they, we all know those people that they're like always glowing and look young. And if you really look at it, it's not their skin necessarily or yeah. their hair that looks young. It's them. It's their soul. It's their spirit. Yep. They're smiling. They're happy. I have a girlfriend that I always think back to her name is, uh, her, her name is Ruth Ann. I always think back to her when I met her, she's probably 15 years older than me, 20 years older than me, but she was always surfing every morning. She's always active. Like she looks so youthful to yeah, me yeah. because she's still living that fun life. Yeah. So, okay. Speaking of fun, how important is that in the aging? Like 
Oh my gosh. It is so critical. And here's, so I have a community that I'm building right now. Mm-hmm. It starts, uh, it's starting early, uh, end of summer, early fall. I just started taking like early enrollments for it, yep. but it's all about, it's a community about aging in reverse. And my big goal in there is for women to embrace fun and playful. If you think of like, I think of my daughter when she was seven, mm-hmm. like I loved that age because she had so much confidence. She believed anything was possible. She was free. She would play. She was creative. Like to me, that was so such pure happiness. And then I watch her like now walking into the being at age 12 Mm -hmm. and like life starts happening, right? So even at age 12, life starts happening. She starts having self-doubt. She starts thinking that looks bad or I can't do that because it looks funny. And I'm like, where, how does that go so wrong? And then just keep getting worse. (laughs) Like, how do we get that back? Because, um, when I've had women here for retreats with me and we go play at the park, like, it's always like, who's looking at us? And then they, they're like, that was like the funnest thing I've done. Just swinging on a swing. Yeah. But getting that fun back into your life is critical because that's how we start living. We start actually living because I'll tell you, most women and me included was guilty in this. We spend so much time doing, yeah. doing, doing, doing. We're not actually being and living. Yeah. I've seen some of your posts recently been talking about being and surrender. And what would you say for somebody who's maybe their mom, they're working their ass off. They're like just driven, driven, driven. They're like, I can't stop because if I stop, everything will fall apart. What would be maybe a suggestion of the first step to do to kind of release some of that? So I was there and it's very hard to get through to that. So I, so the person listening that hears this probably is listening at some point, but they're not going to be convinced yet that Mm -hmm. this is, this is important. You need an interruption in your life. And I don't want it to get to that for you listening because what the interruption will end up showing up as, as a failed marriage, Mm -hmm. kids that don't talk to you, losing your job, having a heart attack, having a breakdown, like, or what's so common is the numbing out is the drinking lots of wine, the taking the Xanax, the smoking pot, whatever it is, the numbing out. I know, you know, if you're listening to me, if that's you, or you're going to bed super early, like I know, you know, and I've definitely been there. I get it. Um, that's how, you know, you're headed in a down thing. And my question to you is at the end of your life, if you think of this, what are you going to wish you did more of? Just ask yourself that question. If it was all gone tomorrow, uh, what do you wish you have done more of? Like, because that's the question. I don't want it to get to an interruption for you, but it's really, it took an interruption for me. I'll tell you, it took my, it took my husband almost leaving. It took my business failing again. It took a lot of interruptions for me to get to that point of surrender. And then I finally was listening. And I don't think it has to go there. If you're willing to really take a deep look at what do you want more of? And also think about when you are in flow and I don't mean workflow, but I know you all have had a time in the last year. Maybe it was a moment where you had so much fun. You were so present that you were, you weren't thinking about anything else. And an example I, I love to use with that is think about how many times we say no to friends. You're like, can you meet for coffee? Can you meet for lunch? We're like, no, I'm busy. How can they think I have time? But when you actually go do it and you're connecting with somebody for that hour or two, like how free you feel yeah. and how much fun. I mean, that's what life's about. Yeah. I'm just like nodding my head off right now. And I got chills when you said that about the interruption because it does, it, something's going to, something has to give. It will. Something and it will. Has to give. And hopefully it doesn't get that bad, but the universe is pretty wise and it will get louder and louder until you wake up and hear it. Yep. But we're, we are here to live and yep. we all have a purpose and that busy and that doing, it is a mask and it doesn't work and yeah. I'm done with it. And now I'm not saying it's not my addiction. It's, it, I call it, I actually, I've named it. I bought a stuffed animal upstairs. Uh-huh. Danny, my, I, I've been calling it the ego puss. I bought, it's an octopus <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I, I'm really, I use this octopus because 
because it has all these legs. Yeah. And it reminds me of my, it's like your ego fighting you, right? Yeah. So all these legs are the things I have to do. Like yeah. do more, do more, hustle, please, people please, all these like things. And that, I feel like it's constantly there pulling me. Yeah. It's constantly there pulling me. And now, and it's taken me a lot of work and a lot, a lot of work, but literally just like hugging my husband and looking in his eyes, like really looking in his eyes. And I would have gagged at that a year ago. If you're like, go stare at your husband's eyes. Like, right. like who has time for that? Cheesy stuff. But if I really like looking in his eyes and yeah. connect with him, it like brings me back to what's important. Or I go play with my daughter, like that brings me back. So you've got to get your place more, got, get yourself to more moments of that to experience what I'm talking about, but everything else becomes less important. And then your life starts to work when you're spending more time there in your heart yep. and connecting and having fun and being present and being real and living versus the doing. It's so good. It's so good. I remember doing, doing, doing and thinking if I stopped, then nothing would get done and nothing yeah. would like the money would stop. And it's so crazy because as soon as I found out about my husband's affair, Mm-hmm. I could not work. I couldn't do anything. And it's so funny how the world didn't fall apart and I still had money coming in for a while, not for long, for not for a long time, but you know, there was, there was a lot of things that I quit doing because I just couldn't emotionally handle it. Yeah. And the world kept moving. Yeah. And my, <laughs> my husband and I, our marriage almost fell apart and it got to the point of, and in fact, you and I had a talk about it not too long ago yeah. where it was in my world of doing, I thought I was mad because he wasn't doing more. Mm-hmm. Like that, I, my answer was he needs to do more. Yep. And his answer was she needs to slow down. And that, that communication wasn't working. So it took me getting to that point to yeah. really recognize what's going on. And you know what? He was right. It has nothing to do with doing more. That's a big one. I think a lot of the women on yeah. here can probably relate to that. Of yeah. Getting mad at the husbands for not doing more. Yeah. And like, you're just on this treadmill of like, you're just pushing up the number 10, 10, 11. You're running yeah. faster and faster. I remember my, my first marriage I got, I remember coming home from traveling with work and it's before we got right before we got a divorce. And I remember coming home from, um, from a traveling and I was working so hard and I, I got home and I remember the kitchen being a mess and he was sitting on the couch and I, I was like exhausted and I got home and he's like, Hey babe, you're home. I'm so excited to see you. Come hang out with me. And I looked at him and I got mad at him. I'm like, I can't believe the kitchen's a mess. And I've been traveling all day. Like no, I'm not going to sit with you. Mm-hmm. And we had a fight about it. Yeah. And I told, I told like recently thought I had been right about that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, he had it right. Right. What was wrong with me? Right. So you listening, you have it wrong. Yeah. That's not living. So true. So true. Unfortunately, sometimes we have to have things taken away before we notice. Yes. We were like, oh yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Um, so, okay. People can find you on Instagram. Where's the best place to find yeah, you? Yeah. So my website, always Natalie Jill fitness on Instagram. I always share what's going on. What's up my books and stores. My Instagram is Natalie Jill fit. Um, and my book is aging in reverse on stores, um, in and, stores. And you have a podcast. Yeah. I have a podcast leveling up, creating everything from nothing, which is completely not related to aging or health and fitness, but it's about how people overcame massive setbacks and created everything from nothing. So yeah, all the things I love that you guys follow her on all the things we're definitely gonna have to have follow up we had to keep this really short but this conversation is so good I actually want to keep going down the rabbit hole of the being yeah. doing and all of that stuff but follow um, Natalie Jill has so many amazing insights on her Instagram that she posts she does stories it's really fun and also go look at her because she's gorgeous oh, okay. and if you want to see what it's like to age in reverse you're gonna be like yes I need to know everything that she <laughs> said because I need to do that yes awesome so, yeah thank you so much for being thank on thank you 